0: We began a message last week called Desire, and we considered that word to be a year-opening word. It's not the theme. I want to be very clear. It's not the theme that we have taken on or that we've heard from the Lord for the rest of the year, but this is definitely a word that is a year-opening word 2023. Can I get you to say desire? A a year-opening word. Say that. A year-opening word. 2023. This is part two. I want to share with everyone that sincerely, and I'll tell you a testimony about it, if we come into today, and this is part two, and you may feel like you uh, might be left out on something, um, that's not the desire. I believe today's word is going to stand alone. However, I strongly recommend that you go ahead and take a listening and a watching to part one, amen? And the reason I say that is this is, I don't, I've, you know, many of you all that know here, I, it's not really about me. I don't really necessarily care for that type of thing. But what I am sharing with you is one of our very core members who is even an advisor of BCC, they began to realize on last week that it was such a powerful word, maybe well-timed for them or whatever. But listen, they said, you know what? They started getting upset because they couldn't remember everything that was said. <laughs> so they went back and listened and watched the YouTube. Are you with me? And not only did they do that, but then they called me and then start quoting my own word back to me. Are you with me? All I'm saying is, if they can do that, it might have been worth your value to take a listening to because it has transformative power if you would receive it. Come on, somebody. Amen. And this, get this. Here's the exciting part. Hey, this is the exciting part. This exciting part is, this is part two. I don't know if y'all get this or not, but here's the deal. I didn't even really do the message last week, amen? That was something what else God had, right? Today, this hopefully will get to the message, and I'm really grateful for it. It's called Desire. It's called Desire, it's called what? Desire. It's called Desire. I want you to understand how we will approach this, and I will move swiftly. I'm gonna count on the YouTube and the recording of it again. Today's teaching topics is Inspire Your Desire, Part Two. We want to desire higher, and we want to desire fire. We want to desire higher, and we want to desire fire. We want to, hi- we want to desire what? Fire. And we want to desire what? Fire. Now, I don't know if they just walk in the spirit, which they do, but when they came up here and sang that song and said, Send the fire, I was like, okay, God. So you going to play that today, all right? <laughs> I want you to know, number one is we want to talk about the word. we want to talk about what? Word. Then number two, we want to get back into the understanding that this message comes out of the concept of Pastor Jeremy's first word of the Sunday of the first Sunday of the of the year about small things. So I want to share how they bridge together, because number two, we're going to talk about what? Word. Number three, we're going to talk about Desire. number four today. We're going to talk about what? Crier for Desire. That was not up on last week, but this week we're going to talk about the crier for desire. We've got to have a crier. Now, I know many of y'all thinking right now, you know what? Well, then Pastor Jeremy and I need to be preaching. Are you with me, man? But that's not necessarily the case because that's not the crier we're talking about, Brother Todd. We're talking about a different type of crier, and we'll get to that later have a little fun with that. But we also want to talk about desire higher, desire fire. Number seven, we want to talk about what? Inspire... That word dire means the desperation of something. We want to inspire you about why this is so desperate, why it's so urgent. And finally, today, we want to share something about fire. We want to share something about what? Fire. So those are our topical discussions. Let's go ahead and begin by going to Jeremiah 15. Come on, let's pull out our Bibles. Jeremiah 15. Amen. Amen. Jeremiah fifteen. I want to share with you. And the word is alive and active. Hebrews chapter four verse twelve says the word is alive and active. And I want you to know that, and continues to be energizing. Continues to be what? Energizing. Continues to be what? Energizing. <laughs> I don't want to take too much time there, but I think our market for. Energy drinks has gone out of control. It's getting quiet up in the energy drinking section. I I just think that it's gone out of control. Are y'all with me? I mean, we even got monsters making it now. Are you with me? My point here is that I want to dare the ordinary. I want to dare those that's in this room. I want to dare those that's listening to just switch it out one time. Where you start reading the word of God to give you energy. Where you switch it out that the word of God becomes an empowerment for you. Where you just read it. Somebody say amen. Because it's an energizing force in us who believe. Who what? Jeremiah 15 verse 16. Get this. I want us to understand this. I got to be clear. This part of this verse or this verse, I want us to hear the word or the words from God. These are words and the word from God. And so here it is. Jeremiah says it this way. Your words were found and I ate them. And your words became to me a joy and the delight of my heart. For I am called by your name, Almighty God, O Lord, God of hosts. Look what it says. It says that the word of God became, I ate it. I did what I Come on, speak back to me, amen? Listen, we've got to receive the word of God and we've got to actually eat it. <laughs> so therefore, he says, I, rec- I found your word and then I ate your word and then it became a joy to me and a delight to my heart. I am called by your name, amen. Go to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. For those that are taking a look at this in the Amplified Bible, I w- I'm going to read it out of there. This is really uh, quite wonderful because right now we're going to look at a verse of why we can receive words from what we think is just coming from humans or our brothers and sisters in Christ. But this is important and valuable that we have an opportunity to receive the words from our brothers and sisters in Christ as though it was the word from God. Amen. 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 And the reason we want to learn how to do that is that we don't want to look at somebody's life and say, well, I know them. You want to learn how to discern that that word came from God. If, let me say it another way. If God can make rocks cry out and donkeys speak, then I'm not battered about who you are. Boy, boy, boy. The Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13, And we also thank God continually for this. That when you received the word of God concerning salvation, which you heard from us, you welcomed it, not as the word of mere men, but as it truly is the word of God, which is effectually at work in you who believe, exercising its inherent supernatural power in those of faith. That's powerful. That means that we can receive things that we think is just, you know, oh, that was just Joanne. Oh, that was just Brianna. No, I'm not listening to the person. I'm listening to Jesus, the person. Somebody say amen. Turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 5. Turn a couple of pages. What we're doing is we're focusing on the word. We're focusing on why the word is so valuable. We're focusing on why the word can be a joy and a delight to us. So this is. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20, Amplified Bible as well. Do not scorn or reject gifts of prophecy or prophesying. Spoke, what are they? Spoken revelations, words of instruction or exhortation or warning. In other words, don't reject it You know, let's say Sister Monique or Brother Jose comes over to Sister Vanessa, Aunt Vanessa, and they pray for her, right? And they spake a word, says, you know what, woman of God, we believe that you should, you know, um, find a scripture that's related to healing. And you're going to pray that over your foot, right? Everybody got me. What we do is like, that sounds silly. I'm not doing that. What the word of God just told us to do is don't reject such a word first discern that word, you know what? Reading the word and praying over me sounds like a good idea. I'm going to do that. Then you've activated your faith. You've activated your what? You've activated your faith so that God can get involved with whatever your situation was. Somebody say amen. amen. Praise God. With that being said, can I get you to turn to Matthew chapter 13? So these things give us importance and value over the word, over the what? The word. This last one I want to highlight because it says small seeds become big desires. Small seeds become big what? Desires. I'm so grateful that you're here with your absolute, exe- ex- you know, your executive learning cap on today, man. Your heart is just open. I can tell. (laughs) Matthew 13. I'm going to read verses 31 to 32. I've inserted one word because other translations use the word parable. Traditional translations use the word parable. I think the New Living Translation uses the word illustration. That's the only word I inserted. It says here in another parable illustration, Jesus used the kingdom of heaven, the kingdom of what? And I want us to know all of us want the kingdom of heaven and every benefit that's in the kingdom of heaven. He says, he used this parable or illustration for the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed planted in a field. It is the smallest of all seeds. It's the what? Of all, but it becomes the largest garden plants. It grows into a tree. Now, it's going from a garden plant to a tree. And birds come and make nests in its branches. And everybody said amen. Amen. You see, Sister Alicia, what we don't want to do is we don't want to despise small things. We don't want to despise little things. We don't want to put down like, well, that's too little to solve my big problem. How many understand we are learning that there's something that God does in small things that he makes them big? Everybody with me? How many understand the scripture says that the mustard seed is the smallest of all seeds, but when it's planted in a field, it becomes the largest garden plants. It grows into a tree and birds come and make nests in its branches. In other words, Birds, whatever the illustration is, they can come there and rest. Isn't that good? They can make a home there. I think that's so good. How, how many of us want a peaceful home? How many of us want a shaded home from the sun or from, you know, from all kinds of afflictions and attacks? How many of us want to be in a type of refuge where you can just be at rest? Hallelujah. So with that being said, we understand small, so we've got to receive it, we got to believe it, and we've got to live it. We've got to believe it, we've got we've to live it. The scripture says, don't turn there, in Zechariah chapter 4, the summary from verses 1 to 10 was this. In the first part of that verse, it says, what do you see? And the reason I wanted to highlight the whole concept of what do you see is because here we see the illustration that the angel uses the one who's with them to go through like a a virtual or an absolute application in order to learn something. So there's something about going through something that ca- not bad things, but going through something can cause you to learn. Are you with me? Because we all learn differently. Are you with me? So therefore, he says, you know, do you know what you see? I'm going to do that likewise today. He says, "Do not despise these small beginnings." Verse uh, 10, I believe it is, it says, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. For the Lord rejoices to see the work what? Begin. Turn your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. it's better to start. Better to start. Amen. 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 Praise God. I love how Pastor Jeremy used the illustration in the middle. He used a very small tenderland and how it grows up and it becomes a bigger plant. So therefore, we're just saying things can start off small, but they can grow into something large. In that passage of scripture, we also understand that this is the famous passage of scripture says not by might, not by power, but by my. So we understand that it doesn't come by me striving or me making it happen. It has to come by God's what comes by God's spirit. And we got to learn another person of God. I can't remember who that was. And maybe that person as well as another one said this to me. I'm shouting grace, grace to it. I'm shouting what? Grace, grace. I'm shouting what? Grace, grace. The Bible says that I'm going to shout grace, grace to it. We're going to see this mountain become a plain. We're going to see this valley begin to grow up. Hallelujah. Say, I believe, I believe. in small things. I want you to understand, but today's message is about what? Desire. It's about desire, and it's a, a right now word. It's a year opening word while we're here. It's a year opening word, and, and I love this illustration because I'm here, but I want to go there. I'm here, but I want to go there, and I just want to use this simple one. I don't know about you, but I'm here. I've got this much of God, but I know there's so much more to know about him. It's not even stuff right now. It's just that I want to know more of Him. I want more of what He has, more of what God has. Because if I have what God has, I'll have everything I have need of. Hallelujah. So I desire. I what? I loved hearing you all talk about, man, you that really awakened something in me that that something happened in me because we start talking about different things that you could be desiring. And and I love how some of y'all talk about how I put that off in the shelf and another person last week, which is someone that can admit it and maybe we can agree with it. And that is I didn't even realize that I had stopped desiring. How many understand that there's things that we go through in life and sometimes our hearts have been crushed about certain things and experiences or we've been hurt so bad or we've been ashamed so much or we've been ridiculed so much that somehow in the midst of that, we've just stopped desiring. (laughs) And we might have all of these different reasons why we stopped desiring, right? We might have been stopping desiring because of something on the outside of me, but sometimes we stop desiring because of something on the inside of me. (laughs) So therefore, we want to take a look at this. I want to make sure I'm, I'm in the right place here. <clears throat> when we talk about small things, we talk about desire. I want you to know this. This is not turning to those scriptures, but get this. We believe in four things about the word. We believe in more than that, but we know Jesus is the word. Jesus is the what? Word. And out of that comes these four things. Look at that. We believe in the word of life. First John, John chapter one, the word of life, the word of life. And this is really how we grow is when we believe that this word, Genesis to Revelation, some people say from the, from the syllabus to the maps. Are you with me? I believe in the word and because it's the word for my life. It's the word of what? And we believe in the word of faith. Romans chapter 10, it says the word of faith, which we preach, right? We believe in the word of faith that whatsoever we believe in our heart, whatsoever we confess with our mouth, we shall be saved. It's through that same direction that God moves everything. It's what we believe in our hearts and what we confess with our mouth. My mouth is connected to my heart because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So therefore, I've got to believe in my heart so that I'll speak what I believe. Somebody say amen. Amen. We believe in the word of truth. Ephesians chapter 1 says that we have been saved by the word of truth. We've been saved by the word of truth. And how many know truth is not a concept or a philosophy? The truth is a person. I'm preaching better than you're shouting. I said, the truth is a person. A truth is a person. The person of truth comes looking for me to set me free. Truth came from heaven to make me free. Truth came to sit by me. Truth walked up in a bar, a club, and sat next to me. Truth got up on the dance floor and said, Hey, I think you're a little close, and I think we shouldn't even be in here. Truth said, what you got in that looks like Coke, but something mixed with the Coke. I don't know who I'm teaching and preaching to, but I'm just trying. Now you say, Pastor, now you meddling. You ain't preached like that in a long time. But because I need to. Maybe I need to go back to where you are. Maybe I need to find some people because I don't want to just preach to saints. I want to preach to people that need a rescue from Jesus. I want to be set free from what binds me. My God. We believe in every word. Luke chapter 4, verse 4, Matthew 4, 4, every word. Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, every rhema, every spoken word. We shall live not by bread alone, but by every what? By every spoken word, every rhema, every revealed word. So with that, we have 1 Peter chapter 3. We read verses 8 to 13 last week. We need to make sure we got verse 10. Look, read it out loud with me. Ready, Said read. For whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. The first part I will break down later, but look what it says. Whoever desires. Whoever what? I love this verse. It's also found in uh, Psalms 34, verse 12. But it says whoever desires. Get these two things if you love them. Whoever desires to love life. Brother Aaron, whoever, lo- whoever desires to love life. Whoever desires what? To. Love life. Can you agree with me that you want to enjoy your life? Yes. <laughs> she said, please. <laughs> Thank you for being honest, woman. <laughs> Get the second one. Whoever wants to love life and see good days. And see what? (laughs) All right, that's who we're speaking to today. So let's take a look at Psalms 37, verses 3 to 6, a very famous passage of Scripture. It says this, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Then it comes to this verse right here. Delight yourself also in the Lord. And he shall give you, he shall give you the desires of your heart. He shall give you the what? Go back up to verse 10. If you desire to love life and see good days, delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you to love life and see good days. Let's do the benediction. (laughs) That was Pastor Jeremy. That was clear. Everybody with me? Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him. And he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the light. As the noonday, Can y'all just give the Lord a big shout right now? Come on, let's give the Lord a big shout right now. Everybody read out loud, starting at delight. Ready, set, read. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Everybody stop, amen? All right. Let's take a look and see where I am here. Praise God. (laughs) <laughs> all right. A crier. <laughs> Sister Jennifer, we got a crier. Now we got a crier. This is the real crier, right? So help us, Sister Laura, help us. I, I want to be a crier for your desire. Sometimes we get caught up in many of these verses and scriptures, and we may not know how they all fit together and make sense. But maybe this part here, I'm just going to do what I can. It has a lot to do with some reading. But I want to make plain what this whole message is about. So I want to be a crier for your what? I want to be a crier for your desire. What is a crier? What's that historical meaning of a crier? Well, not only does Pastor Duran like to rhyme everything, amen? But it's a crier for your desire. It's an officer who proclaims the orders or directions of a court. And I want to speak on behalf of a heavenly court or who gives public notice by loud proclamation? you say, yeah, pastor, you're a crier, such as a town crier. So I wanna share some things as a crier, is that okay? Here we go. You see, desires and success is different for everyone. It looks different. It's different desires, different wants, different dreams. You may not have the same dreams or desires on the person that's on your row, the person you're sitting next to, and that's okay. Don't feel like no anyone is trying to assimilate to be the same. You see, let me make this plain. This is a good one. I discovered this last year. I think it was 2021, uh, not 22, but 21. My cousin, uh, who was like my big brother, he, uh, they lived, my aunt and him lived, about five blocks um, from where we lived at and uh, like just literally five blocks and as a result of that I was with him uh, last year in 21 and he made a statement and it caught my attention he said yeah T call me T don't call me that (laughs) he said yeah T he said he said yeah man I was doing everything I could man. I made sure you know because you know what I wasn't gonna live poor anymore He said, I wasn't going to live poor anymore like we used to. That's what he said. That's what he said, Dr. Johnson. He said, no, man, I ain't want to live poor anymore like we used to. Can I tell you what struck my attention? I didn't know we were poor. I'm preaching better than you're understanding what I'm saying right now. Can I tell you something? You see, something was in his life that caused him to believe that he was living poor. So he was very much so, his life ambition was to get Mo. And I want you to understand, he did get Mo. I mean, he's, uh, I mean, we ought to accolade, we ought to honor him, not just because he's my cousin, but this is a person who dedicated himself. He was in uh, the Gulf War, no, not Gulf War, uh, one of the wars over out east, and, and therefore he, he's been a part of the Navy and, and went on with extensions. And matter of fact, he became uh, so high up that he became only one of five five in the whole entire navy. You see, it's very much so a high honor, but with that comes all kinds of accolades and stresses and presses and things that he's been a part of. But I'm trying to get you to understand, he lives in a tremendous house, swimming pool, everything you could imagine. I mean, me and Sister Anna, we were on the upstairs and I could have had my own bedroom and she could have had her own bedroom, but we didn't play that. But the point (laughs) I'm trying to make is is saying that this is a beautiful layout and a beautiful neighborhood and beautiful cars and beautiful every accessory and every suit you could imagine and all kinds of, Grand piano, never, nobody in the house even plays the grand piano. They got a grand piano in the house. And I'm not just bragging on it. I'm just saying, do you understand how whatever you're going through becomes something that you begin to do, either quietly or openly? And I love him, you have to understand, he was my big brother. A great portion of my life is directly from him. But here's what I'm trying to get you to understand. I never tried to get any of that. because <laughs> I, I didn't know, we, one, I didn't know we were poor, and, and, and even if we was, I was cool with that, are you with me? I was like, hey, you know what? I Hey, I'm good. I eat. <laughs> now, again, we were not poor. I'm not saying that. I'm just simply saying that he was working from a different paradigm than I was. What about you? You see, we're not trying to get everybody to be the same in here. We're not trying to get you to be the same as the person next to you, the person down the street. You've got something else that God's called you for. God has something else that's created for you. You see, he might have been taking care of naval people, but I was trying to take care of people that was out in the streets or people that are looking to find Jesus or whatever. And and thanks be to God, we both get to meet in heaven, give a high five and say, thanks be unto God that you got us here. Are you with me? What I'm trying to want you to understand is desires. Say "desires." desires. Oh, if you didn't get it yet, what's your desires? I didn't say what mama and them's desires are for you. I didn't say what the family back home's desires. I didn't say what your spouse's desires was. I said, what's your desire? What's your what? Desire. What's your desire? We were trying to awaken your desire. Because you know what, everybody's different. Everybody's what? Different. How to help you achieve greatness or help you shine or the desires of your heart. We're trying to get you to do that. So far, that's our desire. We want to emphasize how every one of us desires something. We all, see you can't everybody desires what? Something. And it may be different for each individual. God creates us unique, different with both individuality and need of belonging to each other and in community. We are not designated, oh I'm sorry, we are not designed as robots, but distinct parts all contributing to our households and the whole body. The teaching, preaching, and reaching of the word helps how to arrive at the desires of God's glory and his good for you. We must use some kind of metric to know where you are and how to get there. So therefore, in 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 10, it says, For whoever desires, that implies all people, saved, unsaved, saints, sinners, the world, all need Jesus first. And then it says whoever desires that definition means have in mind to intend to love to love. That's what the scripture really means. Who loves to love life. Fond of doing life, take delight in. How many you know there are people around you, neighbors, sometimes they're just tired of life. Are you with me? But there's some people that have a pleasure that are enjoying life. In other words, to love life, John chapter 10, 10. I came that you may have and enjoy life and have it more abundantly. But I'm gonna catch you with Philippians chapter two when it says this, without complaining, grumbling, disputing, murmuring, or questioning the providence of God. I'm offering these because, get this, I'm saying this because I love you and I want to give everything I have. I actually love my life. Somebody say amen. amen. The reason I'm sharing is because I actually enjoy life. It doesn't matter if there's clouds outside. It doesn't matter if it's 10 below in Iowa. I just have to put on more layers. Somebody say amen. <laughs> Come on Brandy, right? My God, listen, I'm not going to be upset about the weather. I've been living here long enough. I know it's going to be cold today and 40 tomorrow. Why am going to be mad about that? Are you with me? Well, it's just so cold here. I'm sorry. Did you know there's not many buildings here? I mean, do you know? This could be, they call Chicago the windy city. We call it the windy state. Are you with me? Amen. So, so you just got to recognize and give it what it is. Amber over there laughing over there. Amen. She She got married. You got to be careful who you marry in Jesus' name. Listen, all I'm saying It's that we've got to be able to come to the place that I love life. I what? And see good days, meaning we're applying this to the opening years, rhema word and voice. I want you to receive the voice of God that is a rhema word to you. That good. Do you know the word good? This is why we don't when we talk about good. When we talk about God, we don't talk about God. Give me best. We don't talk about God. Give me best. Can I tell you why? Because we don't see that in the scriptures. We say that God created it and it was good. I mean, understand when God creates something, and he gives something, it's going to be what? Good. I want to read this to you. It's called healthy harmony or one degree of change. Starting small is better than not starting at all. It is just me or is it just me or or does January feel a little different this year? Maybe it's because it's the first month of a new year. These past years brought so many changes with it. COVID, remote work, at-home learning, political drama, increased racial tension, and feeling less connected and too connected all at the same time. Every single one of us has had to adapt in some way over these couple of years, even church attendance. As 2022 rolled over to 2023, I have to reflect on what I have learned about myself and what I Want from my life in 2023. And I find myself thinking less about creating resolutions and more about how I can implement positive changes that will support my overall well being. According to a concept from Richard Tyler, all it takes is one degree of change. The idea is that you shift just one degree by making one small change. The effect of that change down the road can be greater than you think. The shift can be in your mindset, your physical activity, your eating habits, your intentions towards something or someone. It can be in any area of your life where you want more joy. If you want to think about it, shifting even slightly has possibly already happened to you in some way. What worked well with you last year? What did not work so well? What did you just settle for in the process? You see, sometimes weight you need to lose is not on your body. Sometimes we stand on your way of accomplishing what we desire most. Less screen time, more activity, better self-care. Whatever it is you want to accomplish requires change. It requires what? We, We often think change has to be hard or dramatic in order to make an impact, but that is simply not true. So what we're talking about is receive and responding to the prophetic spoken words that were shared with us on last week. In other words, how to be blessed and beyond, Sister Carla. When Jesus just sends the drizzle, Elder Thompson, the droplets, we've got to know it's just a drizzle, but the droplets that begin to fill up the creek and the riverbank, will I rejoice in the small beginnings at the start of a thing? How can we not just survive but really revive, come alive and begin a sustainable thrive? Somebody say amen. amen. You see, below 32 degrees, water is solid. Above 32 degrees, water is liquid. At 212 degrees, water turns into steam, and steam has the power to move a machine. Mm, mm, mm. You see, change in your life is dependent upon the level of heat you choose to apply. In the book 212, The Extra Degree, Sam Parker and Mac Anderson convey that your continued application of heat which meaning effort to whatever activity you undertake will empower you to reap exponential rewards. You see at 211 water is simply hot, maybe bubbling, but while at 212 it boils. In life and work, you are underestimating your true potential without the extra degree. The number 212 serves as a powerful metaphor to guide and shape the way you think, plan and act you grow as a direct result of your habits and changing your habits begin with a predetermined goal in mind often your effort to change does not reap immediate rewards it is the consistent application of effort to extra degree that takes you out of your comfort zone takes you out of your comfort zone to achieve extraordinary outcomes if you remove the heat from water the temperature starts to drop you have to start over with the momentum you lost heat has to be reapplied to get back to the boiling point, the more consistently you apply the heat, the faster you will reach to maintain 212. (laughs) You see, where do we start? Where do we what? To achieve a specific goal, you have to define your 212. Unlike water, each person has a different boiling point. You see, visualize yourself at 212. What will it take? What does it look like? What specific areas in your life do you want to desire and determine what you want? We've got to learn how to desire higher. We've got to learn how to what? Desire higher. Come on, we've got to learn how to what? Desire higher. We've got to learn how to desire higher. Dr. Miles Monroe, the former Dr. Miles Monroe, who was deceased, he made this statement. He said, the needs of the 21st century church The needs of a 21st century church is this. A, is that we're going to have the need of wisdom. We're going to have need of what? Let me say it a different way. I just think the church complains too much about what's going on in the world. When really we have the wisdom to really sincerely have more people be saved and save people change the world. I used to say this when I used to go to Chicago a lot, no detriment to anyone. I used to look, I had never seen it that like that before, where everybody in the neighborhood and everybody's house had bars on it. I just had never seen that before, where everybody's house has bars. And I thought to myself, if we just got everybody saved, everybody wouldn't have to have bars. Yeah. Is everybody with me? That's not a crack, I'm just simply saying, can we have a kingdom of heaven mindset? B. The 21st century church was going to have to have influence, have to have what? Influence. I love this next one. C is that we're going to have to learn how to speak with diplomacy. With diplomacy, with what? Diplomacy. Can I tell you what diplomacy is? Diplomacy is learning how to communicate without offense. You need to write that down. In other words, we need to learn how to go up into certain offices, go into certain places and, and be able to speak and be able to get a message across with influence and wisdom without offense. So it becomes persuasive. I don't care if it's medical. I don't care if it's academics. I don't care if it's the city of Ames. I'm sharing with you. We have the ability to be able to live with diplomacy. And then the church has to be resourceful. It has to be what? It has to be resourceful. And last, it has to be Holy Spirit filled. It has to be what? Holy Spirit filled. Where is this going, pastor? I'm glad you're asking. Turn your Bibles to Proverbs 6. I'm going to ask this question again. So how do we get there? Say that with me. How do we get there? Write this answer down. Small things. Small things. I'm about to take off now. Brother Will, that was all just a setup. (laughs) I'm about to take off now. I'm going to get my baptism on for just a second, if y'all don't mind. Proverbs 6, starting at verse 6. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. Consider her ways and be wise. Which having no captain, overseer, or ruler, provides her supplies in the summer, And gathers her food in the harvest. How long will you slumber, O sluggard? When will you rise from your sleep? A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to sleep. So shall poverty come on you like a prowler. And your need like an armed man. Is everybody with me? That's a good word, isn't it? Can I share some with you? I know that I had a difficulty even saying, you know, Pastor, you know, uh, God, you, I can't really preach like that because they'll put me out at BCC, amen? I, I can't come in and call people sluggards and, and slothful, right? You know, we just, today's generation, you can't preach like that, amen? And so I had to find a way to get us to understand, to relate to the message to some degree. And so I'm going to use the passion translated because I think many of us can relate to the to what it's gonna say, rather than we thinking that we're just sluggers. You don't know how much I work. I only, you know, I come home late at night, you know, I get that. But I think all of us can identify with this, the way the Passion Translation shares it. And I'm gonna try to end the message fast if you're not getting too bored. Listen to this, what it says in the Passion Translation. It says, wh- here's the first words. When you're feeling lazy, ah, see that softens it right there. <laughs> Doesn't that make you feel better already? (laughs) Jeremiah, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, every now and then. You know, once a month I feel a little lazy. See, that's the way we preach today, amen? When you're feeling lazy, come and learn a lesson from this tale of the tiny ant. Yes, all you lazy bones (laughs) Come learn from the example of the ant, from the what? And enter into wisdom. The ants have no chief, no boss, no manager. No one has to tell them what to do. You'll see them working and toiling all summer long, stockpiling their food in preparation for winter. And everybody said, amen. amen. They have a work meeting. Don't worry about them. They're good. They would already hugged and kissed and everything is blessed. Listen, <laughs> here's what I want everybody to hear. Sometimes we don't feel like doing it. Yeah. Is anybody with me? Everybody, Jose? Yeah, yeah. Alicia, are you with me? Sometimes it might be parenting. I'm not talking about you. I'm just saying. Sometimes <laughs> may not might not want to go to the bank this week. I don't need another project to do, Brother Jeremiah. Right? Come on. So, so when we're feeling like that, God told us to do something. Can I talk to us a little bit? Say, go to the ant. Go My God. Turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor. neighbor. Go to the ant. Hallelujah. We done came to church, and the Bible done told us to go to the ant. Whoa. I know what you're thinking, Sister Carrie. Only Pastor Terrain can use a passage like that. Let me make it it plain for you. You see, what's fascinating about this passage of Scripture is that in all of humankind, all of the amazing achievements of what man has done. We're talking about humanity. Many of you all in here have done things. One man, I read about planted an entire forest. Another person whose medicine saved estimated billions of lives when they came up with the vaccine for the smallpox or something of that nature. And as a result of the 500 million, if they would have kept going, it would have been billions of lives saved through medicine. What about walking on the moon? It's considered to be one of the top 10, top five even of when Apollo touched down. And what about the development of the printing press? And though there had been a little bit of a printing in China, it wasn't until they came up with a mass production that was able to advance education and reading and even the Bible. Man has developed mapping the human, I think it's called genome, that medical advancements were able to be done ever since 2003 where many diseases are able to be attacked and approached as a result of it. What about the wind and solar power now? We have them all throughout Iowa and the Midwest. People even in other countries, they charge their whole house by them. What about the Declaration of Human Rights? My God, the other day I was with somebody and I was in a self-driving car. I said, put your hands back on the wheel. I said, I'm not ready for that yet. Yeah, I can see the screen, but let's go ahead and put the hand. Man has come up with self-driving cars, and it even tries to tell you to stay in the lane. And I had to fight with one rental car one time. I said, no, I want to go in the other lane. (laughs) What about when we had our first flight? What about the Mona Lisa is considered to be one of the greatest achievements, the highest paid work of art by Leonardo da Vinci? What about 3D printing today? Just a couple of years, literally just a couple of years, one of our architect students was getting his master's degree. We went all the way over to the design building for him to print out some little thing. I thought, wow, this is amazing, 3D printing. This year, this year, at Bricks, Matt's sitting up here talking about he has a 3D printing at his house. The advancements of humankind. What about augmented reality? And you know what made the list? Even the Bible itself. The achievements and the amazements and many of you all in here whose intellects are genius-like and aptitudes and IQs that far excel 100s. Zach can put his hands on anything and make it work again. Laura can sit down and cause anybody to turn into sweetness. Listen to me. But the Bible says (laughs) to the act thou sluggard consider her ways and be wise God knows something about our fragility and our makeup and our nature that we have the ability to learn from the smallest of things hallelujah we've got to stop despising people and people that we see Things that we don't know, and things we call different. When the Bible told us to go to the ant, yeah. somebody say amen. amen. Are you catching to what I'm saying? Say, learn, learn. From, small from small things. Glory to God. Remember, I told you we we're going to ask the question: What do you see? If we were to go to the ant, what do you see? This is because when I was a little boy. I used to uh, spend a lot of time at my grandparents' house and um, that's they were my babysitters and certainly summer times and whatever and I used to be outside where the swing was and man, I just, you know, I was an only child and don't feel sorry for me, man. And uh, I just would enjoy myself, you know. I'd be swinging, you know, and I'd jump out as far as I can and come back on the swing, you know. and You know, I just loved it and then if you got off the swing and you turned to the right and you walked down this little step, there was a pile of ants there. <laughs> there was a pile of ants. I used to just sit there and watch them, you know. I didn't know what they were doing, amen. <laughs> Remember, my IQ was not your IQ, amen. But the ants was all gathered together, and I thought most of them looked like they were dead, you know, but, but even they would make use of the ones that wasn't even alive. Go to the ant, thou sluggard. When you're feeling a little lazy, when you're feeling like you don't want to do it, you don't feel like, what's this Christ thing about? I don't know if I want to go to church this Sunday. I don't know if I want to sing. I don't know if I want to pray. I don't know if I want to read the word. I don't know if I want to stretch myself in homage and give God honor. I don't know if I'm really ready to worship. I don't know if I really want to go to work. I'm going to use a sick day. I've got time off. I want to ask you a different question. Can you go to the end? you're looking at 2023 and you're thinking it's just going to be another year can you go to the ad because if you watch the ad you might have a better year this year somebody say amen (laughs) you see (laughs) man I just gotta hurry up all right desire higher desire what brethren I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting things that are behind and reaching forth unto those things which are before me. Why? Because I press toward, I press, I press. You can't go against this word, I press. That means there might be a resistance and I press. That might mean I have to go up, but I press. I've got to press, I got to what? Press, press toward the mark for the prize of a what kind of calling? A high calling of God in Christ Jesus, because this little girl caught on to it. I want to go higher. I want to do what? I want to do what? I want to go higher. Then go to the ant. The reason I like this picture is because they all got on clothes. This is obviously not a track meet. These people are dressed. All I'm saying is that no matter who you are, no matter how young you are, no matter how intelligent you are, no matter what your field is, no matter what your discovery is, you got to go to the ant. (laughs) Go to the ant. Go to something small that you can learn from. And I've got to go through this lesson really quick, but go to the ant. Go to the small thing. Pastor, what can we learn from ants? Well, I want to share with you these six things easily. Six things we can learn from the ant easily. The first one is, guess this. Small things. Somebody get Proverbs 30, verses 24 and 25 for me. I'll come back to you. Small things. In other words, ants are small things. Proverbs 30. Do you know the, book, the Bible only mentions ants twice? Both of them are in Proverbs. Proverbs give you wisdom. As Soon as you get to Proverbs 30, somebody let me know. I want you to read verse 24 and 25. Got it. Thank you. Go ahead and read that. Four things on earth are small. But Four things on earth are what? Go ahead. But they are exceedingly wise. The ants are a people not strong, yet they provide their food in the summer. Stop. Everybody say amen. amen. Here's something to all of us. The Bible just said ants are small and not strong, but they still have provision. Amen. You see, you got to stop calling yourself weak. You got to stop calling I don't have enough. You got to stop saying, well, I just didn't come on the right side of the track. Or you know what? I just never got that. Or, the, everything is bad. Always happens to me. Stop confessing that. Amen? Stop saying that. You know what? I'm going to go to the ant. Them ants getting to eat, then I know I got to eat. If the ants have a place to stay, then I'm going to have a place to stay. If the ants get to provide and they got a savings account, then I need to have a savings account. Whoa, that's good teaching. Say small things. The next thing we learn from ants is, get this, they have inner initiated are inner initiative, inner initiative. They've got what? They don't have chief, they don't have a boss, they don't have a manager, they just are inner initiative. They are, I don't wanna call it self-driven because that's how you get into perfectionism. I'm talking about they just had an inner initiative where you know what, I'm gonna get my part done. I mean, know there's no, no ant following them around? Come on now, you need to get that done. No, every ant, they out on their own trail. I'm looking for me a leaf, I'm gonna get me a little piece of apple. What, I'm gonna get me a kernel of corn? We've got to learn how to be inner initiative and stop waiting on somebody else to help us and stop waiting on somebody else to do it for us. My God, you've got to get some inner initiative. Give the Lord a praise offering right now. My God. In other words, it's Jesus in us. It's the Holy Spirit filled. It's the laws that are now written on the tables of our heart. We both will and to do, Philippians chapter 2. We both will and to do for his good pleasure. you got to have an inner initiative. The next one is you got to be diligent. Say diligent. This goes along with what Sister Ida's prophecy was about perseverance. You've got to have perseverance. In other words, you've got to have an ethic. I didn't even call it a work ethic. You just got to have an ethic. Do what others do not want to do. People that are successful and have their desires is because they do what, they, what others do not want to do. They do what others do not want to do. So therefore, you've got to climb over. You've got to keep trying. You've got to not give up. You've got to be diligent. Somebody say amen. Amen. Next thing they were, they were unified. They were what? In other words, they were one. They were unified. In other words, we've got to learn how to align within ourselves. You cannot catch on and align with me when you're not aligned with yourself. You see, if you've got a civil war going on inside of you, you can't connect with me. And then when we get together, you're going to be mad at me because I'm not cooperating with you. And I'm going to ask you a question. Are you cooperating with you? Are you easy to get along with you? Because I would like to get along with you, but I'm having difficulty with you and you. So all I'm trying to get us to understand is we, first of all, get in alignment with ourselves and with God. Somebody say Amen. So therefore... Emotional intelligence value each other we've got to learn how to value each other especially ones that's most unlike yourself be curious and open caring pastor Barry said it best when he was teaching years ago he says by not having other blacks in our church or other things it's feeling like a part of my body is missing because that's my brother, that's my sister. In other words, when you have someone that's not like you, not a part of you, you begin to long for that part that should be a part of you. You see, ants' connection, ants' what? And helping of one another in community closeness is unmatched. They were everyone one, where everyone prays, where everyone plays and everyone heals because they all were in. Somebody say amen. amen. We've gotta learn how to be wise. We gotta learn how to be what? Proverbs 4, 7 says, now wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all of your getting, get understanding. We've got to get wisdom. We've got to go to the ant and watch the ant so that we get wisdom. So that we get what? Wisdom. But my absolute most favorite one is prudent. Because I didn't know what the definition of prudent meant. Say prudent. prudent. Here's what I love about the definition of prudent. Get this. The word prudent means this. Acting with or showing care and thought for the future. The word prudent means acting with or showing care and thought for the future. That is powerful. What we can learn from ants is that they were pr- they are prudent. They are what? <laughs> they are marked by wisdom and judiciousness. They are shrewd in the management of practical affairs. They are shrewd in learning how to deal with practical what? Show enough in Jesus' name. Say, I will will. go to the end to learn how to To be prudent. prudent. I've got to finish this message. Let me hurry. If you didn't get it, I won't read the last part, but we'll get it from the screen. Will, this message is about this. Mackenzie, listen, please. You understand through one degree of change, through what? One degree of change. One small degree of change. One small degree of change. I, uh, uh, Ida, can you give me that that tea kettle? Yep. Don't don't worry about uh, plugging it up. The one degree of change. All you need to do is give. One more energy, like just one more effort. We're not talking about perfectionism. We're talking about just before you're ready to give up, can you just give one more small degree? Mm -hmm. Can you just one more small degree? Because get this, thank you so much. Because one more small degree. Thank you, appreciate it. Because look, one small degree of change will cause it to go from 2.11 to 2.12. And it's like saying it like this. At 2.11, it's, it's bubbling. It's hot. But it doesn't boil until it hits what? 12. 12. Come on, somebody. In other words... Many of us might be living at 210 and 211 and we're not getting to see good life and we're not loving the life we have because we're doing everything we know how to do, but we might be doing it at 210. We might be doing it at 211 and that's just a little bubbling, but that's not the boil. That's not the life difference. That's not like the life changing thing that can happen. And you wanna know why I'm wild and crazy? Because that's all I've got is wild and crazy. I know I don't have the same aptitude and intelligence you do, I do have a run, so I'm going to get my run on. I do know how to holler, so I'm going to get my holler on. Whatever I got, I'm going to give it all to God. At 212 at 12 and above, I'm not giving him 210. I don't want a 210 life. I don't want a 211 life. I want to bubble it, boil it over, till it overflows life. There's nobody with my little bitty education, should be able to do what we do. It's because he takes the foolish things and confounds the wise. (laughs) Many of y'all are so smart and so intelligent. You can do more, I know you can, it's in you. It changes into steam and steam. Is able to make a locomotive run. Steam is able to make a locomotive what? With power. If you've tried, listen to this. If you tried everything else, I'm going to ask can you try this? (laughs) Can you try this? You've tried it all your other ways. You've tried your seminary, you've tried your semesters on that. You've called everybody you've known. You've tried the world's way. If you tried those way, why don't you try this way? Mm-hmm. Say desire fire. desire fire. I'll be done in less than 10 minutes. Say desire fire. Desire fire. Say desire fire. desire fire. I'm telling you to desire fire is the difference. To desire fire is the difference. Obviously, I got to preach it faster than on the screen. To desire fire in what? You see, one small degree can make your and our difference. Can I tell you about prayer? The Bible says desire fire. It says we're saying desire fire in prayer. Desire fire in what? Prayer Prayer is the fervent effectual, James chapter 5. And here's what that mean word. The Greek word for fervent effectual is jail is where we get the word energy. You see, it's not like nice little quiet prayers. It means when you pray until you start praying. It means you start praying with fervency and effectualness and fervency and with energy and intensity. Well, I don't have all of that. But whatever you have, such as you have, give it unto him. I'm saying pray where you're reaching God's heart because as you're reaching God's heart, God will be reaching your heart. Pray with fervency. Pray effectually. Pray with like you've lost your last mind where I'm going to give up everything unto you, Jesus. You see, when you desire fire to take it up, let me tell you another one, scripture. The Bible says that, uh, uh, what's the gentleman's name that had the Hebrew boys and he threw them in the fire? What's the king's name? Nebuchadnezzar, right? The Bible says, heat up the fire seven times hotter. Why did he say heat it up seven? Because you can have a fire, but you can turn up the heat even more. Whoa, that's good teaching. Listen, praise and worship, desire fire in what? Praise and worship, where we be. Yeah. It's not, most of the people that's around me all the time know this. You think that I listen to music a lot. I don't at all. Like none. 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 <laughs> If I'm listening to something that's typically a message or a leadership something or a pastor and a preaching or something, it's not even my favorite. Say, well, Pastor, why do you be singing and, you know, and be running and jamming and dancing and all that kind of stuff when we're here? Because when it's on, I'm going for it. <laughs> right? It's not ba- what I'm saying is not based on my feeling. It's not based on your feeling, Aaron. It's not based on your background. It's not based on how you was raised. Do you have any desires? Because if you have any desires, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to lift up holy hands. I'm going to do whatever the word, when I read it, it says, shout unto the Lord. I'm not going to shout. Be quiet. Be quiet unto the Lord. Somebody say amen. So therefore, the prophetic, say the prophetic. Say revolutionary. Here's what we need to know about revolutionary. It's the other word rather than evolutionary. You see, something that's evolutionary is slow. It processes. It might turn, but it takes so much time. When we talk about praying with fire prophetically, it's because it's revolutionary. It overturns, it transforms, and it changes. Say to pursue. We're at the end. Say pursue. Pursue. The Bible said in those scriptures, pursue peace. It said pursue what? It said seek peace and pursue it. It says seek peace and pursue it. I would like to say, pray, teach, preach, and reach to reach us with the major highlighted heart it is not what we pursue, but who we pursue. Jesus Christ is the Prince of Peace and the God of Peace and the Lord of all peace. If for some reason there is any doubt that we have not been revealing multiple desires, we are speaking about the good news gospel of Jesus Christ, let me bring it to a fire revival close. What I'm trying to tell you is fire and desire fire. Back to that concept of Psalms 57 is this. It it says express with zeal or passion or diligence because here is the dire need which made man the glory of God. And his image of Christ on the regenerated persons and it is that which God and Christ are glorified and is upon all accounts of great worth and value even of more worth than the whole world and this sometimes in Saints as it were asleep we as Saints sometime are asleep and need to be awakened that is not in the literal sense but rather a figurative and spiritual sense as when grace is dormant and not in exercise when the soul is backward to the slothful in duty unconcerned about divine things and lukewarm and indifferent to them which is occasioned by prevailing corruptions and worldly cares and sometimes it becomes dull and heavy and inactive though and unpressured by sorrows and troubles as disciples of Christ were found sleeping in the garden which seems to have been the case for the psalmist here he too was under distress and his soul was bowed down but then he said I will arouse myself I will sing unto the Lord I'm going to glorify him with my tongue And I'm going to praise who he is I'm going to awaken The dawn Stand to your feet Stand to your feet Don't close it out I want to share this last message with you And I want to alter call You can play a little bit real softly If you don't mind Here's something that we discovered on last night I don't want you to miss this This was not a part of the message Until we was in a Bible study last night Listen, say fire. Fire. Everybody say fire. Fire. This is obviously not a fire, and I wanted to have it plugged up, and that didn't work out. And when it hits 212, how many know the light comes on? And how many know the light comes on, and the water's all bubbling, and y'all could have saw it? It was all pretty. Are y'all with me? But when it bubbles over, this particular apparatus, this little machine, guess what? Once the water bubbles and boils, it goes out. When the water bubbles and boils, it does what? It goes what? (sighs) We discovered last night that diligence and burning passion. Diligence and what? Is desire fire. But the fire we desire is Jesus. The fire we desire is Jesus. We desire fire, and that fire is Jesus. That fire is who? Jesus. Because we're not pursuing a what, we're pursuing a who. And the pursue, the who, is Jesus. So get what this says. And the angel of the Lord, Exodus chapter 3, verse 2, this is Moses when he's up there on the mountain, the mountain called Horeb, or the mountain of God. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in the flame of a fire from the midst of a bush. So he looked. And behold, the bush was burning with fire. The bush was burning with what? Fire. But the bush was not consumed. The bush did not go out. The bush did not burn up. The bush remained on fire. The bush remained on what? Fire. I know we all know this. It's because God was in the bush. Because God was in the what? The bush. But what I want to share with you is something that I just, we just, just what brothers said last night that's crazy. <laughs> he said that's crazy. Can I tell you why it's crazy? Because the Bible says the angel of the Lord. Capital A. The angel of the Lord. The what? Angel. You see I've taught it before but there's two types of theological understandings. The first one is called a theophany. You see a theophany is when God appears. When God what? Appears. A theophany is when God what? and i want you to understand we're only 3 we're only you know just at the beginning of the bible so so wait but there's another word called a Christophany a Christophany is when Jesus appears in pre-incarnate version it's when Jesus appears but he has not gone through the womb of a woman and come out as a baby Jesus for Christmas and the three wise men come over are you with me we're talking about a Christophany It's when Jesus appears pre-incarnate in the Old Testament and when the Bible oftentimes says the angel of the Lord is speaking about Jesus and therefore I want to present it to you Some Some scholars say it, some may not. But I want you to receive that if it was Jesus or God, it does not matter. But if it is Jesus, and this is a Christophany, that means that Jesus was in the burning bush. And the Bible says it did not burn up because our Jesus is a consuming fire, and he never burns up, he never burns out. He wants to light your fire because he wants you to desire Fire. Fire is what you had need of. Not more of your own effort. Not by might. Not by power. You needed fire. Fire. One degree of change. One degree. Some of us. We're at 2.11. We're at 2.10. You know, (laughs) listen, I was really, really, I knew God like my sophomore and junior year or something like that. And somewhere in the midst of that, hard happened. Hard what? Hard what? And I fell from God. I mean, I went due north. I went a different direction. I was still attending church, but I wasn't being the church. You see, I was living like I was in hell. I was living lost. I was lying. I was living far from Christ. I wasn't reading the Bible. I certainly wasn't praying. And when I even got there, I was quite nervous in the church. Are you with me? But I want you to understand is because perhaps if you had touched my heart, you would have felt an icicle. Maybe you would have fought lukewarm water. (laughs) Maybe, maybe, but at the bare minimum, it was not hot. It was not warm. But I was still gathering with the people. But I wanted a different life. I wanted to be like brother so-and-so. I wanted to be like sister so-and-so. They seemed happy and joyful. Oh, man, look at them. They getting married. Oh, man, I remember when they first got here, they was living in darkness, and now they're living in the light. If you want power, we've got to go from ice to water, water to steam, steam moving machines, one degree, one small degree. Say that with me. One small degree. Every eye closed. Every heart and ears wide open. I've gone through this very quickly, very swiftly. But I believe that Jesus has had to speak and prick at your heart and whisper to you. I believe Jesus had to sit down. And maybe you might even feel like you're on fire right now on the inside. Because truth has come into this room and into your heart to make you free. I've got three things I want to ask you about. Number one. When Moses was on the mountain, the Bible says that he first looked. Then the Bible says he beheld. And in the next verse, he says he turned to see. Today, you may be in this room and you say, I'm empty and I need to turn. I need to turn to see Jesus. Listen, it's not even turning away from something. I just need to turn directly to Jesus. If that's you today, I'm in a few minutes. I'm going to ask that you raise your hand. We're going to pray for you. Number two, you may be in here and you may have desires that need to be dusted off. You might have lost them down in the attic or lost them upstairs in the attic. They might be in the basement. You might be able to be out in the garage. They've been out there so long that you didn't even know they're there anymore. But we want to help you find your desires again. Take the delight in and pleasure in the Lord again. This might be a new year, and you might be saying a new year and a new you, but without Jesus, it's gonna be an old you and an old result. But with Jesus, there'll be a new you and a new result. I want God to be a reality in me. Number three, I need to turn up my passion. I need to go up one degree to 212. If any of those three Reflect you on the count of three. We're going to ask that you raise your hand. Pastor, I need to turn to see this great light that you just taught about, that you preached about. Any of those scriptures were applicable to me. I came in here empty. You must have been preaching directly at me. You know, I need desires. I've been scared to dream and want and hope again because all of my times has always not come true. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, if that's you, I want you to lift up your hand on the count of three. One, pastor, that's me. Two, I just need desires. Three, lift up your hands right now all over the room, if you will. That's me. Thank you so much, women of God. Thank you, woman of God. Thank you, man of God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. As an act of faith, can I get you all eyes still closed? Just put both hands up, if you will. I'm just going to say a prayer. Fire fall. Fire fall. I'll just pray. You just listen. Fire fall. Fire, Jesus. Fire. Rain down from heaven. Fire. You told your disciples to go and wait till you are endowed with power from on high. God, they received the baptism of the Holy Spirit and with fire fire that would make a difference they were already your disciples but they needed power There are a million of us that believe since childhood, but we've drained out and we don't have the power to boil and overflow, to see signs, miracles, and hunting, to be able to get rid of my luck of unforgiveness, to be able to believe in people again, uh, to not run away from the world uh, and hide under darkness, to keep wanting something that's a selfish habit. God, I need power to break my self-limiting habits fire fall burn refining heart burn refining heart in Jesus Christ's name we pray we thank you Jesus that you are that fire we thank you right now you're doing a good work you're burning up the dross you're burning up the impurities you're getting away of the worldliness that we had in us Burn until we burn like fire. Hoskinda. Now save right now, Jesus, to the one that does not know you. Your word says that you came to seek and to save that which was lost. They don't want to be lost anymore, so now find them. In Jesus' name, great is your love. Great is your faithfulness great is your grace you are the God who gives in Jesus name we pray amen amen and amen come on let's rejoice right now come on let's rejoice in this house come on let's rejoice in this house we're dismissed can I get you to do two things that's it hug the person to your left Hug the person to your right, and may you go in peace in Jesus' name. Next week, we're going to do a theme casting for the year. Next week, we have a theme casting for the year. Hey, today at Friendship Baptist Church is their MLK service at 3 p.m. today. God bless you. Love on one another. We're dismissed.